0: When things don't go as planned and everything falls to shit, it's really how you deal with it that matters. Some of this and some more on brilliant observations. Good morning, John. How are you this this very early morning for you?
1: I got to tell you, surprisingly well.
0: Oh, your voice sounds great. Well,
1: thank you. It's, I, I do have a very good morning DJ voice, I'll say. So last night I tried to edit the show. Or Was it? Yeah, last night.
0: We did record early. Uh, Amy was leaving town. She's going away for a little bit. So we said, let's instead of recording on our typical day, a few days early, let's record so we have so we have it in the can and we can just put it up for you next week. But uh, what happened?
1: apparently, uh, Amy's speakers were on her computer. And also, she has these really nice headphones now, like these noise-canceling headphones. So, she didn't realize that they were also coming out. The noise was also coming out of speakers. So, in trying to, and I'm going to roll back the curtain here, we're not in the same room. We're not even in the same state when we record.
0: We're in three states.
1: We're in three different states. So, what I do is we we all record our same audio. I sync it up. And then it sounds like we're all in the same room. So that being said, I would have had to go in and it would have been hours and hours of painstaking editing. And then every once in a while, you guys would have caught a whiff of Melissa talking twice. So for me, I just decided I didn't decide. I started crying (laughs) via (laughs) Marco Polo and Melissa's like, yeah, just scrap it. We'll just do it again, which I kind of like because this will be so much easier. But we had some really good stuff on the old show with Amy, and sometimes it's hard to reproduce that. So what was nice about that was I was like, okay, I'm going to scrap that. So then I got to go upstairs, and I got a chance to get to sleep. And about 3 o'clock in the morning, I woke up like it was a brand-new day, and I'm like, ugh, what am I going to do here? And I found out that Bill Burr, Dropped a brand-new Netflix stand-up special last night at midnight. So I watched the whole thing. It's amazing.
0: I love Bill Burr.
1: You'll hate this. Will I? Oh, you'll hate it. And because what happens is the comedians are like, we've had enough. We're just going right after the cancel culture. And we're going right after. We're just doing what we do and what we find funny. And if anybody likes it, they'll, like, they'll watch it and listen to it. And if they don't, they'll just not. But
0: haven't they always been like that? Haven't they always been irreverent? And haven't they always been the only group of people who can continue to make fun and joke and care very little about who's offended?
1: No, because now everybody with the invent of social media and Twitter, they have this cancel culture thing going on.
0: Historically, haven't comedians been the people who have been irreverent? Historically, you're saying recently.
1: Well, Historically, I guess you would say, yes, uh, Lenny Bruce was the one that brought foul language into it where, you know, he was arrested for it and and finally people would just go. But that was in a this is different. This is a whole different time. This is like the wild, wild west now with social media and everybody has a say. And now we have such a liberal media that if you even, God forbid, make a derogatory term or make fun of or poke fun of. A certain, uh, you know, I don't know anything. Anything where you can't make fun of anybody anymore.
0: You're, you're. What you wanted to say was any marginalized group. If yes. you make fun of already, if you make fun of the limping kid, if you make fun of because that's what hilarious in the first place. I mean, if you are less than kind, yes, you are in trouble. Right. Well. Which is,
1: but we've been doing this since the dawn of time.
0: But do you think it's different in comedy than it is in social commentary? Do you think it's OK on the news to do it? I think or?
1: it's no. I think what, it, what you can do is you can parody something and you can point out the ridiculousness in something. OK. And, but what happens now is you're beyond reproach. And he takes on subjects that Dave Chappelle didn't take on and he nailed it. Now, listen.
0: Now I have to listen to it. Now I almost want to stop with you and go listen. I'm
1: not a fan of Bill Burr, the person. I think no. he's just a pompous piece of shit. But Bill Burr, the comedian, I respect. I could have been Bill Burr, the comedian. We have a lot of the same sensibilities. That being said.
0: Invite him on the bear cave. Pff,
1: he's not going to come to some little tiny dinky thing. Like, he just played. it. His show was in England. Whatever place in England and he played, where the royalty goes. And I don't want to give anything away. I want everybody to watch it. But here's what I'm going to say. This is going to really, really be an interesting, it's going to be interesting to watch how the media handles this Bill Burr versus Dave Chappelle. Bill Burr took a real chance here. And the reason he took a real chance here is because he's a middle-aged white guy. And middle, middle-aged white guys, we're not allowed to say shit anymore, all right? We're the scourge. We're the reason that there's everything is wrong with the world. We're being blamed for As long everything. as you know it.
0: As long as you know it, John. As right. long as you know it.
1: And, and here's the problem. Not the problem. Here's the solution. We don't give a shit anymore. We gave you a chance. We're like, well, maybe we'll listen. Okay, fine. You have some points. We'll look into that. But now you, you've sunk your teeth in, and you're just shaking your head. And when I say you, I'm talking about the liberal media And the woke culture and the cancel culture, I'm not done yet. You woke me up at nine o'clock. You're going to hear what I think. (laughs) So the woke culture will sink their teeth into this and start shaking. I don't know if he's got enough intersectional credit to be able to pull off what he just did. And we'll see because I back him on this 100%.
0: In comedy, you can do anything.
1: Right. But no. So what but was, it's yeah, when but it
0: comes to when it comes to business and politics, and they are pulling the same bullshit and policies in companies and in the Senate and around the world. Not in comedy. You're talking about a platform whose job is to make fun of and show society what they look like from the outside. That's what comedy's always done and it's always played that role. The objection of the, as you phrased it, woke culture.
1: Right, well, is ca- woke when cancel
0: the cancel culture is when the president opens his big fucking mouth and oh, says something. We're gonna get into and, that. And when and when um it becomes policy and people decide that your lesbians get out of my out of my Uber and they decide Because you are gay, I'm not making you a case.
1: No one's even approached that yet. No one said a lesbian can't ride an Uber.
0: That was on the news last night. A woman kicked a woman kicked two women out of her. They weren't making out. They weren't doing anything offensive, but they said we're going to have a good night tonight. It's going to be fun, and and they kissed, and then she said that's it. She pulled over and kicked them both out of her Uber. It was on. It was on the fired ten o'clock news last night. So I'm watching this, and but what you're saying. Is fine as far as Bill Burr and the and the platform of comedy goes. It's always been. I mean, George Carlin. It's always, always, always been comedians, and they do take shit for it. They've always taken shit for it. But it's been the only people who could come back after nine eleven and entertain again were comedians. People, could, I mean, it, you look to comedy to be that reflection, to be that mirror of what's happening in society. And sometimes it is fucking cringeworthy, and sometimes it is hilarious. But it's when, outside of that comedy platform, these policies, these ideas become policy or become socially acceptable when they are being brought into a cancel culture that it is – it is you, comedy is the only place for it. Well, That's where it belongs.
1: I like it to be a level playing field. And the reason I say that is because I think the press treats one side very gingerly, very forgiving with their, you know, some of their transgressions, where the other side, they wield a sledgehammer.
0: So let's say we're talking about sexual harassment, the way the liberals turned on Al Franken, who didn't really do anything other than take a picture inappropriately while some— like. Al, and apologized and it was pre-political life world hundreds of years ago. The, they both eat their own. They both turn, turns on everybody. Al Franken is one of the most brilliant minds of our day and he is no longer Ooh. allowed to make policy and to be a part of, He could be help save the shit show that's happening politically. But no, no, no. Uh, Zero tolerance for right side, zero tolerance for left. They went after everybody.
1: Exactly. So now they're starting to calm down a little bit because where's due process? Again, we have to believe all women. But what about the crazy ones?
0: Okay, I'm not I'm not touching that one. You say that with a shrug. I can't touch that. Set set your car
1: (laughs) on fire and like want to boil your rabbit. What about them?
0: We believe them too? Um. Yeah, due process is lovely, but when you go through due process and it turns out it's a fucking joke, and you still put that asshole on the Supreme Court because you don't Again, really do it was due process thirty then, years ago, and it, she said it, and they, there's no cooperating evidence, so you're gonna ruin a guy's career. Yeah, well, you should have because he has consistently been douche. Yeah, so so due process. Even when it does exist, doesn't exist. So I'm kind of agreeing with you. Even when it's there, it's bullshit.
1: Well, see, here's my problem. And again, I think there was legitimate reasons with his policy, his voting and what he did through the uh, gathering information against U.S. citizens. What's that called? The Patriot Act and all the stuff that he was part of the legislations and, and wrote the laws where you could have used that against him. And had a legitimate reason not to put him on the court. But it was all put aside, and we went after this thing where they didn't have enough
0: evidence. Right. So the point is, due process doesn't even work all the time.
1: No, it doesn't. You know what? Again, I got to tell you, it's better to let 99 criminals go free than put one yeah. innocent person in jail. That's why we have due process.
0: I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> Yeah, until you're the guilt
1: until you're the 99 innocent. ninety nine
0: crazy criminals running around free because one guy can, yes, can he uphold? Yes,
1: yes, because you're taking one person's freedom away for something they didn't do. You have to you have the right to be innocent until proven guilty. And that you don't have to prove yourself innocent. You have you're supposed to be considered innocent and they have to prove you're guilty. Not by meh some, beyond
0: a reasonable doubt. Well, obviously that one person who was found guilty was found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, even if they were – right. So something else went wrong. That's not what went wrong. Something else along the way went wrong. But at
1: least they have due process. This time it's like some So, getting back to the special. Yeah.
0: So I really want to see this special. Yeah.
1: Oh, I know. You're not going to like – your nose is going to wrinkle. <laughs>
0: Well I, asked you to watch, well, I asked you to watch a show, and you watched it as long as you could, and then you turned it off and missed the whole point of the show. So I'm going to try to push farther than you did um, and watch the whole thing so that I have a full picture.
1: Again, the show, when we're talking about Hannah Gadsby's stand-up special. And again, I said, it's not comedy. It's a TED Talk.
0: I watched it again, and it was a comedy. Ugh, it's, not it's not under one
1: yuck in the whole thing. Not lots one of yuck. yucks.
0: Lots of yucks.
1: Not, not for me.
0: Lesbian jokes. That's not for you. But it doesn't I mean that we're a good jokes. lesbian
1: joke. If it's funny, here's right. the thing, thing about like- comedy.
0: It has to be funny. You didn't like that she told you to pull up your fucking socks, and then she's like, "Look at that. You just took fashion advice from a lesbian. That's fucking hilarious." But you didn't like the premise of the joke of somebody pull advising my socks, white men. I took
1: fashion advice from a lesbian. No, that's not it. The fashion here. I'll make that joke funny. I'll take that premise and make that joke funny. You know why straight guys should take lesbians serious? Because we'll teach you how to dress. We'll take your clothes and make them look right and fashionable. You're welcome. That's funny. Not pull up your socks. You're taking fashion advice from a lesbian.
0: It's not not funny. It's not pull up your socks. Literally, she was telling men... Fucking man up. Pull up your socks. She wasn't saying literally pull up your socks. And then the joke was don't that wish she for said, do ha, don't ha, want. ha, you just took fashion advice from a lesbian. It wasn't physically pull them up. It was metaphorically saying, You're right. you guys.
1: Her, her comedy goes right over my head. So here's it. the thing. Don't wish for something that you don't want. Don't tell men to man up because you don't want that. Because we've been manning up forever.
0: She does want that. You have oh, to listen to her special no, 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 no. and you have to hear what she is asking. She doesn't
1: asking. want us to man up because the problem with manning up is we don't sit there and crumble and cry and we take everything that hit, that hits us and we don't let anybody know how it affects us emotionally.
0: I, all right. We I don't even know who the we is in this down. sentence. Men. I don't even know who the we. Men. You can, I'm sorry. I don't speak for all women and there's no way men don't share their.
1: I'm talking about real men.
0: Okay, that's it. And on that note. Real men, um, we push our emotions down. (laughs) We don't let any of that shit show.
1: We don't cry. And any emotion that comes out is immediately transformed into anger.
0: Well, I'm grateful. Real men. (laughs) I'm grateful then that I married a man who does not follow that typical anger. Everything comes out as anger. Although I have to tell you, I had dinner the other night with a friend who was raised very similarly to me, um, to me, no, to me. <laughs> okay. And he's trying to potty train a three-year-old boy. And he is going about it with logic oh. and he is going about it with reason
1: without duct tape.
0: And <laughs> yeah, but he is ex- as successful. I feel with that logic. Cause from, for us, he and I logic and reason leads you to a clear path. And, and okay, well, if you have to go sit on the potty. And this child, who, by the way, is so delicious, says, No, well, I said, Yes, you know, like, it's a battle of wills between a 45 year old man and a three year old boy. Who's going to win that? And how can you win that? Is that unwinnable? Well, I think it it's unwinnable. As as well for the three year old, it's winnable. But as you uh, no, who's the three? You can't let the child win. That's the problem. That's his theory too.
1: You can't let the child win. You have to put them. You have to physically put them on a the potty. Same thing with timeout. Tell the child, "All right, you're in timeout." You put the child on the step. Child gets up and gets off the step. So you put the child back on the step. Child gets up off the step. You grab the child. You put them back up on the step. You reset the How timer. How do you
0: do that? How long you do that? How well, long do according, you
1: go? according to the uh, experts, you just do it until they they get the message. Well, what they didn't realize is my child is like me and I'm one stubborn fuck. My child is a chip off the old block. So in other words, it is one stubborn fuck. The problem is for the child is I'm the original. It is a knockoff. So I'm going to win this. You're battle. the OG
0: stubborn. fuck. I'm the
1: OG stubborn
0: fuck. Ogsf, so,
1: right? Ogsf, I like that. I might have to start using that. We'll put more letters to other things later. Yes. So then, what I do is I say, "Listen, I'm going to pop you in the backside if you get up off that thing again. Warning, and tell them what's going to happen. They make the decision to get up off the off the thing, so they get a pop on the backside and put back on a step. Shocking, I get it.
0: What happens if that little boy turns to you and says? Daddy, you're scaring me.
1: Then I say, you know how not to be scared? Sit on that step and do your time out.
0: And is that building a quality relationship with your child? They just have to know you're capable. Once they
1: know you're capable, you usually, they don't usually push that, that thing again. Like the same thing with, again, I know this isn't popular, all right? It's not. And this is how I was raised, too. My sister never, ever got smacked. Never once. I came from the same two parents. I was beaten like a redheaded stepchild.
0: Because you don't hit a girl? Is no, that why? because she listened.
1: Because no. they put her on the step and she sat there and cried and whimpered. They put me on a step and I defied them. Not once, several times. Now, this was back in a time when it was very appropriate to take your belt off and whoop your kid on the leg until they had red strap marks on them.
0: I'm I'm wondering when that time was. <laughs> it was in the sixties.
1: <laughs> it was in the uh-huh. it was in the sixties, like the early sixties. Now, again, this is how I was raised, and people were raised and some people were raised. Some people weren't raised that way. Some were people were raised differently. So but this is how I was raised. And the thing was that even though I knew that if I sat on that step I wouldn't get hit with the belt, I got off that step to defy them. Now, is that a character flaw? Absolutely. And it is a character flaw that I still carry today. Did they beat it out of me? No, but every once in a while, I was like, okay, you know something? I've taken enough ass woopens to make my point. I guess I'll sit here for a while. My mother used to wear the my father's belt around her neck so she could get to it faster. That's a true story.
0: Like I carry a leash with me everywhere I go. She carried a belt so she could. Well,
1: do you, why do you carry a leash? Do you carry the leash to, for the sole purpose that if one of your kids step out of line, you can give them a shot with it?
0: No, I carry a leash, so if I catch a dog doing something, I can ra- clip and race them outside or outside in case, you know. So
1: I would say, no, it's not the same shit thing. Shit goes
0: sideways. Shit goes <laughs> my, sideways. My
1: mother carried it as well, a weapon.
0: <laughs> well, I think in the, in the mornings, I have a child who does not motivate. Oh, okay. So I am now planning to wake this child up half an hour earlier, which is torture for both myself Hmm. And this child, because there's nothing we both love more than sleep and chocolate. So I am going to both withhold chocolate and wake them up earlier because I – some it used to be I drove them every day, so it was just completely disrespecting me and my time. But now I alternate with a neighbor. And when the neighbor drives, like this morning, and this child does not come downstairs – until four minutes before the neighbor is leaving, that's disrespectful to somebody else's time. And that's a bigger problem to me. I get you're fucking with me in this house, but you can't do that with other people. You're going to go to college and you're going to have to get to a 8 a.m., I don't know, 8 a.m. class, calculus class, or whatever you're taking. And, and if you show up late, some professors don't let you in the room. And if they don't let you in the room and that's how they know you, then you're going to fail exams and You're fucked. You need to learn to respect other people's time.
1: So here's what I would do. I would not get up a half an hour earlier. I would say, if you're not down here and ready to go out that door, whatever time, let's say it's, I don't know, let's say it's 730. If you're not ready, sitting there at 715, and I have to mention to you one more time that you're losing this privilege for this amount of time. I'm not getting up early because you can't seem to get your shit together in the morning. You are not inconveniencing me because you can't seem to get up and have a routine in the morning. I want motivation because I had the same problem with my stepdaughter when she was a teenager. She could never make the bus. She would miss the bus three times a week. My wife at the time then would have to load four little kids in a car and right, take because her to school. Right, she couldn't
0: leave them home. Right.
1: She can't leave them home, and I was already at work. So then I said, listen, every time you miss the bus, there's no horseback riding lessons that week. And you can't go to the barn that week if you missed the bus one time. That worked for a little bit. So then she would go drag racing out at the door and run for the bus. And then she would chase the bus like the bus would leave because the bus driver was sick of her. I was sick of her. Mom was sick of her. (laughs) Meanwhile, the behavior went on. And you have to take this bad behavior and straighten it out. You have to outstubborn them. You have to out-asshole them. Not by making it easier or getting up earlier, or try. The, the, you just said, "Make getting up earlier is an inconvenience to you." I'm not getting up earlier. You're getting ready faster. Or guess what happens at whatever time, fifteen it is. You don't. You got half your eye makeup on. You got your slippers on. That's how you're going you're to leaving. school, out the yeah. door.
0: When it was just me. I mean, I was the only one driving, I would say. If you can't if you can't motivate, because I have a day, too. Like, I have, I have shit I need to do, too. So if you can't figure it out, you can take the bus for the next week. And that was the biggest punishment to them because, ew, the bus comes 20 minutes earlier than that. Oh,
1: my God. I forgot there's a bus. So the <laughs> fact of the matter is that you have people that are going to drive them to school so they don't have to get on the bus. And yeah. sh- so that would be it. If you're yeah. late, you're on the bus for a week. That's
0: it. It's really frustrating because... I won't let them take a Pop-Tart for breakfast because that's not any nutrition whatsoever. That's a snack after school if you want it. But the whole – you have to make breakfast. You still have – so he walked out of – he – oh, I was trying not to use a pronoun. He walked out of the house this morning. See,
1: now I thought it was was she.
0: (laughs) It wasn't. He walked out of the house this morning with a frozen bagel toasted with cream cheese, one in each hand yelled at his sister, I don't have a free hand. Open the door. She opened it, walked through it. Now he has a big leech hand and he can't close it and three dogs that want to run out. And I'm just looking at him thinking, I mean, if Stuart were home, to be honest, he would have made his breakfast. He would have he would have enabled this really, really gross behavior that the boy has. So I'm not doing that. I will help you when it's not your fault.
1: See, a girls have to put makeup on, have to get their outfits. A guy has to put on a pair of shorts, a T-shirt.
0: He showers every morning. Okay, how long does that take? I don't know. Well, it,
1: if it, it takes more than fifteen minutes, he's not yeah. showering. He's pleasuring himself. <laughs> That's what's going on.
0: Do I ask him? Yes. This Listen, why? if you're going Can to you pleasure yourself for after school, please,
1: <laughs> please pleasure yourself after school. Don't pleasure yourself first in the morning. Tell him that if, if if he's in the shower more than fifteen minutes in the morning, he's pleasuring himself, and we all know.
0: Oh, and I'm going to podcast about it.
1: Yes, we've just done that.
0: Yeah, he just texted me that he got. He has a teacher that lets him. Retake exams if they're not happy with their grades. So I think he's rubbing this in. He wrote me just now that said, "I got a ninety-four on my math test. Should I retake it?"
1: You know what? I would write back. Write this back, please. <laughs> what? Yeah, do whatever you want. Right now, we're talking about how you masturbate in the morning. <laughs> please write that on the podcast.
0: We're talking about your morning routine, and we're all disappointed in you. But you don't have to retake that test. Ninety-four is fine. Yeah.
1: See, you got to up up the game. You got to get be an OG. Yeah.
0: Oh, wait. You can't be what
1: the president is.
0: An OG stubborn fuck.
1: As according to Chrissy Teigen.
0: Oh, I love her.
1: She called the president a pussy ass bitch. And I have not been able to stop using that term since I heard it. In the morning, your son is being a pussy ass bitch.
0: What do you love about that phrase? Do you love that she related it to him? Do you love?
1: Yes, because it's
0: 100%
1: accurate with this. She used it correctly. He opened his mouth about John Legend, her husband.
0: Yeah. John What'd
1: Legend and his foul mouth wife did something that didn't credit me for it. So she's like, oh, he couldn't even use my name. What a pussy-ass bitch. And he is a pussy-ass bitch because he's sitting there on Twitter making all kinds of nonsense. And who does that? Pussy-ass bitches. And I say we bring pussy-ass bitches back.
0: So – I love her for a thousand reasons she's a model um, I mean okay she's not really she is she, she was is, right but she's more like a she's more like a lifestyle brand she has stuff going on with Target where that she's selling and cooking but she also shows her family first of all her kids are stunning and she is real she gets on all of these socials with no makeup on and a little curvier here the what she made a sign for her daughter luna's first day of school that made me cry like she's a great mom the thing she does and we see everything it's not like they live private lives anymore celebrities you see
1: everything she allows you to see on social media and you you say that she's a great mom she could be beating her child with a belt
0: you don't know yeah i think she'd show it <laughs> i think Maybe. there's a problem with that whole generation of people sharing too much way too much way i agree with that
1: first of all for her to put her kids on social media right now i'm so much against that especially her you know she's a celebrity and there's all these wackadoos out there and they know where she lives and now they know what
0: you're thinking abduction Abduction, you're thinking yeah it's just
1: i mean ransom i get get you're proud of your child and i get that you you want to share that and all But the thing about it is you can't share it with the world you can share it with your family you can share it with your close friends you can't share it with the world
0: it is a scary scary world Mm -hmm. her her kids are as one of the people who's not a complete wacko who's looking to abduct or ransom or kill or whatever that oh yeah you think you're so funny you called my president what uh i'll punish you for yeah it's very scary i'm sure they have a detail a pretty intense security detail. If you put your life out there in such a way, you almost need it. The way she's on her level of exposure, you almost need to have protection for your kids and they can't be in the gen pop. And I have friends who live in L.A. who had their kids in, in preschool in like Beverly Hill in the exact uh, zip code that you know by heart. And she said, oh, yeah, my kids are in classes with. And she would name three or four actors I know from TV. And she'd say, yeah, his kid's delightful. This one is this. This one is that. These kids, the legend kids, cannot do that because you can't be in. Not that my girlfriend and her wife are dangerous people (laughs) who are going to her. But you need to have a more restricted environment for for them. Because of that exposure and because she's very real when she says half the things she says and she'll she'll cook something and share it with you and be like, not as successful as I hoped it would be. And and she, they're just bad hair days are on there. My, my daughter lives like that too. She'll put a bad hair day on Instagram, whereas I'm still of a generation where I watch the 40-somethings only post completely airbrushed and fixed and... Completely.
1: What, now they have the the filters, the Instagram filters and the Snapchat filters that take you and make you look like the best version of yourself.
0: But they also make you look like the worst version of yourself. They have ones that enlarge your eyes and make your nose look like a big bell, and that's what the kids are using. Kids, do you hear me? That's what the kids are doing. Kids are day. using today. I would never do that, but me seeing them do it kind of like takes some of my vanity away and. I'm sitting facing you in my pajamas, pre right. shower, because we had this fuck up with audio earlier. And this this is just it. I mean, we're not doing Facebook Live right now. And of for that, I'm kind of grateful. But I, I care a lot less than I used to about almost everything. What does that say? Uh, well,
1: first of all, you know, your looks are your I guess it's the first thing that people see and it's how you're judged. Whether well, oh, you it's like it or completely
0: how you're judged. Right. So,
1: so what you see right here, Melissa, is me rolled out of bed without a shower. If I went upstairs and took a shower and got dressed and came down here and sat down, this I would look exactly the same, <laughs> except I would smell just a
0: slightly bit better. I can't smell you.
1: Exactly. So it it doesn't matter. So me as the old guy that I am, and I'll, I'll be 58 next month.
0: OGSF.
1: Right. You know, I like going in and some of the Snapchat fillers crack me up. Like when I'll look out like, whoa, you know, I'll put them on and, it's, and it'll take an old guy and he'll give me like beard and all. And it almost makes me go into a character, you know, so I kind of like that stuff. I'll be more apt to post something like that than I right. will of something of just me. Looking, you know, with the one that makes you look better, that clears your skin up. Right,
0: but- if you've got ears and like a pig nose, or if yes. you've got, if you whatever other filters they put on there that that make you look like <sighs> an animal, vegetable, or mineral, you're more likely because that's a joke and that's understood as a joke as opposed to shit. Are those bad? Like I move to black and white because I really feel like if you haze my edges, I look better. And then all you saw were, like, black bags under my eyes. And then with the kids, we went the other night to see Hamilton in Philly, right. which which makes this Mallory's third, New York, London, and Philly. And Amy got really mad. She posted, fuck you <laughs> for seeing it so many times. But
1: I've never seen it once, and I, I I don't care if I ever see you.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I know your type. Then it's not for you anyway. Exactly.
1: And he, the thing about it is... I, and and you love it, and I'm I'm glad you like it. And I'm glad you were able to go see it at least twice, and and uh, your daughter seeing it three times.
0: Yeah, it was phenomenal, even here in Philly. The couple in front of us, Stewart, happened to know from work, and they said, "So you've seen it before?" And Mallory's like, "Yes, twice." Um, and what's, what's in London? <laughs> They're like, what can you tell us about it? And she hyped it in such a way. They said, I hope you didn't overhype it. And at intermission, they said, I don't think you hyped it enough. So we were really happy to like even share it. But beforehand, we took a picture of the four of us and we posted it. And I thought, normally, if you're out with the girls, we'll look at, does everybody get photo appro-? I don't give a fuck. Take a picture. I'm at an experience that is more to me. And again, I care less and less about more and more and i don't know that that's a good thing it is a
1: good thing and i'll tell you why because my mother would never have a picture taken because she didn't like i was too fat i was this i was that so we never have we don't have any pictures of her now that she's gone and the thing is and i noticed this with pictures of me too like i remember back when i was in my 20s early 30s and everything where i said oh my god you know i look so fat in that picture and now like i'll put that picture out and people were like jesus john
0: you look good. Yeah, you look good in that shot. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: holy cow, I, you know, you were a stud back then. You know, you not a stud stud, like, but, you know, I I don't know, whatever. But so all these times that I, I wouldn't have pictures taken because I thought I looked a certain way. And now I look back at it, I, I wish I had taken more. So, yeah. So and, what
0: you're saying is it could be so much worse. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Right now
1: you look the best you're ever going to look. And in 10 years, you'll look back at this and say, Wow. That didn't look bad at all. I'm look, so
0: glad I let my kids take, take pictures, pictures of me, me. Yes. with ears, without ears, whatever. Exactly. exactly. I think different things are becoming important to me now. I think having the experience and, as I've shown you before, the forced family fun that I do with my kids.
1: I think that's a great idea. I wasn't I, happy with it. I, I didn't agree with it at first, but I think it's a good idea because you're giving them culture.
0: And experience. And you're sitting in a room and you're not looking at your phone for uh, or off and on, but not as much for almost two hours. And, and as much as you resent me in the beginning of it, you just watch Patriot games. And I think you dug it. Like, I think you're willing to see other than Indiana Jones, more Harrison Ford stuff or more. I don't know. I'm just trying. Well, here's the thing,
1: too. Like, I would like to start doing that with some of the old comedies, like, uh, you know, if you could get the original Animal House or maybe even Blazing Saddles.
0: We did Animal House with the kids. I don't know that that was a good parenting choice. I think that's what I wrote on my post. Was family fun? Because it's um I don't know, the value of women in there, but if you're watching it with me and I'm watching somebody put a woman in a shopping cart and throw her into into her home or and <laughs> ring the doorbell and leave this disrespected woman and I said, well, you know, kind of like I did with porn with my son, I said, "Son, Women don't look like this women don't take it to the face like that women do- this is not a realistic portrayal it's kind of like watching you know fantasy movies and Harry Potter it's not real so don't expect this and don't have these thoughts and expectations of like it's the same kind of conversations that I'm having
1: right so in other words, House. all right I grew up in that era and not once did I take a woman error. home error.
0: Error. Error. Error, error. <laughs> error.
1: error. I never, error. I grew up in that. Error.
0: error. I love it.
1: And not once did I take a girl home in a shopping cart.
0: And I appreciate that. Right. For women at large, I'd like to say thank you for not putting any of your exes in a shopping cart and dumping them at home. Now,
1: there was plenty of them I could have because they were drunk off their ass. Doesn't mean I plied them with alcohol, it just meant they drank too much. But I always made sure I got them home. And that kind of brings me to another point. You know, there's a difference between masculinity and toxic masculinity where men, when they act like men, act like gentlemen. So in other words, you have a woman that's at a great disadvantage because she's inebriated to the point of she doesn't even really know what's going on. And you probably could get away with some things. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to live with yourself and that's a person. The difference between a, a masculine man and a toxic masculine man is a toxic masculine man would take advantage of that woman for his own pleasure.
0: Okay, so when people comment about toxic masculinity, you know they're not talking about you but because they are. you wouldn't have, to, but you just made a, a very important differentiation between the two. And you are not, if you are the one who would take advantage of that situation, then they are. But, that's but not if not you are describing. the gentleman chivalry side,
1: right. then
0: you know that they're not talking about you hmm. Well, so so there's really no reason to get excited or angry. They're not talking about you. Your answer is, yeah, those guys are assholes. That's all. I mean, you're like, yeah, I totally agree with you. Those guys are assholes. Oh, I'm not one of those guys. But I totally agree that if they're going to do and say and act in such a way, you're right. Those are assholes. Mm. But and now just spread the word that that's not you. And by spread the word, I mean keep up the actions that show that that's not you. But
1: again, I I feel that men, young men today,
0: there are men
1: have to be. Yeah, there's a man and a woman. They have to be taught that because our culture today is not teaching that. If you listen to any, I don't know, contemporary radio station or songs that are being put out today, yeah, they degrade women worse than. Any time in history in my opinion.
0: So now you're attacking music? Yeah, I am. And and you think music has a responsibility to Well,
1: I would never support an artist that takes and degrades woman women, you know, or objectifies women to a degree where they are considered a secondary citizen or not.
0: Marginalized. Marginalized, yes. Yeah. Okay, now listen,
1: we can objectify women in a way where like we we can sit there and look at them and say, wow, she is really, really attractive. And she's, my goodness, she is very built very nicely. And, you know, my goodness, that I like some of that.
0: My goodness. My goodness. I want to hear the song that contains, my goodness, I would like some of that. My
1: goodness, (laughs) I like me some of that. Okay? Okay. But you're respectful. You don't go up and... Cat call. I used to hate that when I was on jobs and guys would whistle out there. I say, "Hey guys, that ever fucking worked for you? One time in your entire life, did one woman ever?" I would love it one time if one woman said when the guys would cat call her if they turned around and say, "Hey, hey, uh, you know what? Why don't we go out tonight?" Why don't we? they would back away? They would because they don't want the woman to do that. All right, if a woman came, if that actually a woman turned around and came up to a guy in a construction and. said, And said, hey, you you know, he would think that they were she was crazy. He would back away from her. she
0: would be because they're they're projecting predator to her. And so somebody who approaches a predator has to be fucking crazy. Exactly. So how would you prefer? So, all right. I don't mean to twist it from women to children, but uh, Michael Jackson did atrocious things to children. And his music is still wildly played and celebrated celebrated because it's fucking amazing celebrated. But well,
1: he separated business and pleasure.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't with you. Unfortunately with you. he that's what he did. I can't with he you. He played So you're saying if this if he wrote songs about if he was staring at a small child asshole for hours. If
1: the song was Little
0: Billy's not my lover
1: it doesn't, but he
0: is. But ring, he, <laughs> you know, he kind of oh, yeah. is. But he is. But he is. Right, right. <laughs>
1: it, 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 the song doesn't have the same meaning. You know what I'm saying? So he he disguised his. Ugh,
0: yeah, dis, I know.
1: He disguised all. Right, all so I'm creepiness. surprised to
0: hear that about you and not appreciating the music of. I, I mean, because Steve Miller, right? Abracadabra. Steve Miller sang...
1: Oh like god, that song loosens my stool. But go ahead. <laughs>
0: Well, Steve Miller Band could loosen your stool. It's it's a uh, I love I loved them when I love them, and their nostalgia. I hey, listen, a uh,
1: jet airliner, and a lot of you know, fly like an eagle. I love all that stuff, but that ugh, <laughs> abracadabra, <laughs> cut me a break.
0: But a centerfold, tucker. they talk about centerfold, the angel in the centerfold. Like those are all okay because those are more wholesome, but not.
1: Yeah, angel in the centerfold. It's not like I want to bang you. Up, you know, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know the lyrics. Here's the so, thing. Wait, I
0: got this one. Ready? Not till the sweat drips off my balls. Not that one. You don't want to hear that one? To the
1: window. To the wall. To the wall.
0: <laughs> I, I love that song. All those bitches.
1: Yeah, I get. Okay. What do that's you think? Not, That's not bad. It's, it's where it's so like I use women like a uh, dish rag or, or I don't, you know, I can't do it. See, here's what happens with my kids. They'll put the music on in my car because they just take their phone, they plug it into my radio and they have their whole playlist and they start. So then I'm listening to the music and I can hear it. So what I do is I sing along and they're like, oh, "Dad, you can't sing that. You can't say that."
0: I'm and like, "Don't play it in my car. I'm
1: singing along with it. If it's that bad, why are you listening to it?"
0: It is your music. I'm singing along to my car. If you don't like it, you shouldn't right. be listening to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, Ethan had that playing on the uh, on the driveway. His buddy slept over. That weekend that we didn't go away, and and they had their music playing on Bluetooth on a speaker in the driveway, and I thought, oh no 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 no, this is headphones only. This is headphones only.
1: You know, centerfold. It wasn't as graphic. You know, music back. Then see, I'm officially old now because I'm like,
0: yeah, you're pulling music, into the get off my lawn. Stage. Yeah, music
1: was better than this, but but in a way, it it's not.
0: Just so you know, when my brother and I would listen to Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne, my parents would say, this is noise, this is horrible, and they would say, talk about our music. Like, right now, Crazy Train is on three commercials that they play on the regular, and it's it's mainstream. I don't know. Suicide is painless. These are all songs that are mainstream. Like, how—oh, my God, is that song your kids won't let you sing or the— song that played in my driveway that made me stroke out, are those going to be mainstream? I don't think so. I don't think it's quality enough. I don't think it's subjectively, subjectively, I don't think there's enough to it, there's enough meat in it to give it longevity.
1: See, I guess everything changed for me when I had a daughter.
0: Not to mention four of them.
1: Right. But the first time I had a daughter, I was like, oh, yeah.
0: That cat call, that's someone's daughter you just screamed at right there, who's going to go home and have a family dinner. What is wrong with you people?
1: Right. So to me, now, forever, we'll always look at you know women in a different light because of my daughters. It's just the way it is, all right? Before that, I didn't have that whatever. I, it, it, to, to me, it didn't click, or women were more of a... How would I put this? Women were more of something
0: objectifiable. Yes. Acquisitions. Ah,
1: acquisitions. That's a perfect word. Thanks. You, you know, it's like you're trying to plant your flag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do. You you know, I do know. Right.
1: So, yeah, exactly. And so then once you have a daughter, you're like, no, ain't no body plant, no flag anywhere near right, this. Right. This
0: is not an acquisition for anyone out there. This is a right. human who I'm raising to be a good, hardworking person. And you will respect this human.
1: Exactly. You will respect this person, you will treat them properly, or you will face the wrath of dad. And that's the thing. And I think, you know, unfortunately, guys don't learn that.
0: What was the um, comment in Clueless, my, one of my favorite lines? Cher's dad said, I have a forty-five and a shovel. I doubt anyone will miss you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect line. Yes. It is. It really is. It like, is. look, <laughs> uh, if you don't respect her, I'm not going to respect you.
1: Exactly. So. And, and guys need to know that. Guys need to know that there is a strong father figure that they have to worry about if something happens.
0: So thematically, this episode is really turning out to be you talking about raising your boys right.
1: Yes. Yes. You have to raise your boys right. You have to be a dad and you have to show them how to be respectful to women. I got to tell you, I'm just going to break it right down. There's things that there's ways you talk about when you're around guys, the same way women talk about when they're just Just around. The locker room talk? Yeah, the locker room talk, the objectification of women's assets. okay, And, you know, or the lack thereof. And then there are ways that you treat women when you are with a woman. And you have to know the difference and why.
0: We'll go into the psychology of why when you are together with all of that Manliness, why you feel the need to be such a douche. But that's another story altogether. But teaching your son to be respectful more than just consent, but to...
1: Yeah, a real man is a protector. A real man is a provider. That's masculine. The woman should never need protection from you. That's a real man.
0: Or men, right. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I smell what you're stepping in. So if you were to dial that back to the age of three when trying to potty train a child, how are you teaching masculinity and
1: you can't conflate the two. You cannot make those two go together. In other words, you're potty training your child and then you're training your child how to treat women. That's two. But different you are different training things.
0: your child how to act in general. And if you are the one who is yelling at the child, if you kids learn more from what they see you do, than from what you tell them to do.
1: Okay. So here's my thing. And this, I tell my kids this. I've told them since they could understand the English right. language. Right. You can do one of two things. You can respect me or fear me. I don't care which. But you will listen to what I have to say and you will do as you're told because you are not embarrassing me. You will be raised right. You'll be raised how to respect people. And if you step out of line, there will be consequences.
0: And are these words you use to talk to them or did yes. your actions show them this? These are your words.
1: They were words. And when, when required, they were actions. Like there were times where I had to go take and go get them in front of their friends and bring them home.
0: I think I remember your mom doing that to you. Yeah. Well, screechy, screechy tire following you to bring your ass home because yeah because they were
1: supposed to be home at a certain time.
0: Up, or you said, I'll do it later. And she said, no, oh. you'll fucking do it now. Yeah, and
1: I was in my 20s, 19. I was driving.
0: I was driving
1: <laughs> and she chased me down in her car.
0: Yeah. So you did the same to your kids? Yes,
1: because there has to be a certain amount of fear for doing something wrong or not respecting your parents. If I tell you to be home at 10 o'clock and you're not home at 10 o'clock, I'm coming to get your ass in front of your friends and it won't go nicely. Like, oh, come on, let's go home. I'll be like, get in that car. I told you to be home at 10 o'clock. You're out here with your friends. You're disrespecting. Get in the car. Get in the car. So I'm going to embarrass them in front of their friends.
0: At the gas and sip where they're sitting just Wherever having, they're, yeah. at, the,
1: at the McDonald's. The one time I had to go and get them out of the McDonald's. They were down the street in McDonald's. I be home by 10, 10, 10.05, in the car, walked right in, said, hey, what time is it? Did you lose your watch? Look at that phone. What time does that say? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, good. Get in the car.
0: Yeah, so they're raised in a generation of phones. So not only could you track them and find out where they are, and they know exactly what time it is at all times. When we were younger, it was be home at... I don't even think I've given my kid. My kids don't really go out. But Ethan did recently. Uh, he went to a football game at the high school. And his friends are 16 and a half and driving do, at night. Do I really trust 16 and a half year olds driving my no. kid around? N- not even a little. So I said, and the high school is really just up the road from us. It's really one road. Even if he got wildly drunk, I still think he could make it home. So I said, look, he can take you to the high school. I'm the only mother who's like, until they're 17, I want a solid six months. And then I need to know the kid. You can't just go with anybody. Girl first, boy second, because girls are just better drivers initially. Insurance rates prove that. So... You go to the high school. I said, if you want, even if you want to just hit up Wawa on the way home, get yourself a milkshake or whatever and come home. It's all one circle. It's all right home. I can watch. I never gave him a time. I never said, you have to be home by this time. And then came the text, can I sleep out? Ooh. Right? So it's a Friday night. Can I sleep out? Well, when did you ask your parents if you could sleep out? What were you doing that night to ask your... Not planned ahead of time, but when did you ask your parents if you could sleep out? Did
1: you ask right in front of them? See, well, I used to say... No, this.
0: no, it was it was a text, but the issue was I would do it when I was either drinking or when I would be in a in a state where I didn't want my parents to know what was going on with me. I'm, I'm sleeping at Kelly's tonight. Okay. Now I don't... They, they're happy. They don't have to wait up for me. Kelly is super responsible, and... I said, I'd like you to come home because he came home to get his retainers, brush his teeth, because it was at the neighbor's he was sleeping. And I was like, <sighs> give me that boy. Hold him by the ears, Sniff his face. sniff." It, like you, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, So uh, everything in me says, let him go. Everything in me says, let him go. He needs to become, how is he going to become more self-reliant, responsible? How is he even going to make good choices if the child's never got choices to make? Right. Let him go. So I, I want to let him go more, but then he doesn't get the fuck out of bed, or he takes forever to come downstairs and shower. And there's just a few things I could still take away from him for being a douche in the morning and saying leave me the fuck alone. Like, are you kidding me?
1: I used to love it when my kids would bring the friend with them and say, "Can so right someone? In front of you? Yeah, and ask the <gasps> questions." This was my statement on that. If you ask me in front of your friend, the answer is no.
0: Yeah, I, th- I said the same thing.
1: I don't care what it is for. Can they use the bathroom? No, <laughs> no. But it's like, you know, can they stay over? And they're standing right there. No. Why no? Because you asked me in front of her. That's why.
0: And tonight's not a good night. Tomorrow morning we have something else. And now I've got a lie. Like I will lie in front of your friend and then tell you later.
1: So my no. thing was that the, I had to discourage the behavior of them bringing their friend because they thought bringing their friend, I couldn't say no. Oh, no. So what I just said was, no matter what it is, if the friend's there when you're asking, the answer is no. So now I took that away from them so then they would come to me and then I would we would have a discussion. So you cannot ask me in front of your friend, you know, because I can't be honest in front of your friend.
0: The social shaming is definitely, uh, uh, in the car the other day, I had all these kids driving all, the whole neighborhood home from school and I had to figure out how to use the back seats in Stuart's car. He left for the day to go on a trip to D.C., a work thing. And I don't, I had the seats down, took two dogs to the vet. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Of course. They just went from like Harvard to MIT. Like they're really, these kids, her kids, the vet's kids are going to really good colleges. You're welcome. Now I'm working on grad school. Um, And I don't know how to fix the seats. And I'm talking to them as we're trying to like lift them up, find the right button in his spaceship. So I I finally find the buttons and they're talking about, I want to say no to this party. And I said, Blame it on your parents. Ethan blames us all the time and says it's because we're assholes. And I said, and this is in front of the kids that he's telling that we're assholes. And I said, and he's not wrong. We are. We are assholes. And we are the ones who say no. So do what Ethan does and blame it on your parents.
1: I feared my father. In other words, I never wanted my father to show up somewhere pissed because it never went well. Either I respected him and did what I was supposed to, or I... Tried to make it where I didn't get caught.
0: He had to catch you, right? Right. (laughs) And
1: here's the thing about my father. He was really, really good. Why was he really, really good? Because he walked the path. He's already done what I'm doing. So he knows before I even do it, what I'm doing. And he would give me just enough rope to hang myself. And he would pull it. And he would say, son, I've done everything that you're going to do. And I know before you do it. And my job is to stop you, because you're supposed to be better than me.
0: I kind of feel like these kids have a whole new sea of things that we didn't even have. Sure, they do. The things they're doing, I can't even guess. Like, we were—I was having a conversation with one of my kids, and they were like, uh, "Yeah, you know, uh, maybe a pot cookie." And I said, "Come again? Pot cookie? What do you know about a pot cookie? Like edibles and..."
1: Well, back in my day, they had pot cookies.
0: Hash brownies?
1: Hash brownies. Sure they did.
0: You know, that's what Mallory called hash browns at McDonald's for the longest time. Stuart used to take them fishing. And without telling me, because he knows I do not approve of fast food like McDonald's, he took them as a quick breakfast on the way to the boat to McDonald's. And Mallory yells, I had hash brownies. (laughs) And I said, What the fuck did my daughter just say? Hash brownies? Yeah. So they're still in our house called hash brownies.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you know, we had pot brownies and stuff like that back. I mean, the thing about it now is it's more legal than it was back then.
0: Yeah. On the news, they're talking about vaping, literally killing an entire generation because they're vaping oils that coat and pucker their lungs. And a mother was taking her kid back to school at Temple. Also on the news, right after the lesbians kicked out of the Uber, um, and her her child right there next to her is deteriorating in the car. And she raced her to fit into Philly to the hospital. And she's she's on machines right now for, for what? Vaping? Something that kids think is so safe?
1: But here's the thing. And I say this in all honesty. This is to weed out the stupid people. Maybe. This is to weed out the stupid people. Because I know a friend of mine, daughter, she's like almost 30 now. And she's vaping. And she says, oh, this is just a... a a thing that the tobacco companies are doing because they're losing so much money to vaping. And I said, you keep going with that. I so said, but you know- There are
0: lots of things you can vape, John. There's oils, which they're now finding out after having it out for X amount of years, is horrible for you. Oh, but it's just a banana flavored oil. What? Have a banana smoothie. You're killing yourself. Your parents did not work this hard and love this hard and and give all of this effort for you to- kill yourself with something as stupid as vape oil a jewel
1: i'm telling you i see kids doing this stuff all the time they carry that little black thing they're sucking on it they're using they're putting uh like i don't know the same i guess it's uh marijuana extract in there with the you know so they're getting high off of it you can't really tell the difference and they're killing themselves and i say you know what let them take out the stupid ones
0: it was easier to identify Tide Pods, like those dummies. Remember, we pod, we've yeah. podcasted about that. That was easier because you're just a fucking idiot. This is, I mean, people You're just a smoking. fucking idiot. Yeah, I know. In this
1: day and age, anybody that picks up a cigarette, any kid that picks up a cigarette and starts smoking, is an idiot. Same thing with vaping.
0: But, I mean, are you not thinking about us when we were that age and... and- I guess now we know so much better. Of course.
1: I'm even going back into my time. We knew how bad cigarettes were back then. And kids started smoking. I said, they're idiots. They think it makes them cool.
0: It does not. It makes you closer to dead. But again, they don't see that immediately. But they are seeing it now sooner than, than cancer for sun exposure and all of the other.
1: It'll take one of their friends to get dead. And then maybe that'll straighten them out.
0: Can I pick the friend?
1: Now, unfortunately, no, you can't. It doesn't. Right. Exactly. So to my point is that children, there's a comedian, an older comedian. I see him on Facebook all the time. He says, you know what happens when we were kids? Uh, You know what happened to the stupid kids? They didn't make it. But now we have all these safety precautions and everything to keep the the stupid ones alive. And what happens is we then invent things that, that actually take out the stupid ones again. So it's just survival of the fittest is what's going on. The kids that don't vape, they'll live longer. The kids that vape will die off.
0: This is definitely what Darwin had in mind. Exactly. This is definitely definitely what he had in mind.
1: Absolutely. Well, believe it or not, kid, we've rolled an hour. My God, look at the time.
0: So I wanted to let you know, when we did go see Hamilton, we came home and the house was covered in shit. The two dogs I had that you have described as toddlers just shit up the whole fucking house. We had the best night, a great dinner and... All right, it was Wawa, but it was still yummy. And, and we had a great time. Great time, come home. And you were hit with a wall of shit. So I ordered two crates. I put these dogs in crates.
1: And? So
0: they're down. This is their second time in a crate downstairs. They sleep in crates in our room, but so they're downstairs. So when I started to record, all I heard was whoa, 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 coming from downstairs saying, let me out, let me out. And they have not pooped yet today. So now I'm going to go and see if they shit up their crates. This is. Episode 79,000 in Melissa's I cannot believe I rescued two more fucking dogs.
1: We tried to warn you again. Amy did, but I did, too. I said, now let's let's not pair. And you and you started telling me, oh, this is a great dog. And look at him. And what did he do? He shit up your house. He chewed up your remote. He cost you thousands of dollars so far in vet bills. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but now my vet's kids can go to medical school. So God, if that's what I'm making a contribution to a, a I honestly, child out there. To
1: be honest with you, it would be better if you just went every month and just wrote the vet a check and gave it to her and said, yeah, you know what? This is for the kids.
0: I'm thinking about pet insurance right now. That's what I'm thinking about because I do have two new dogs and my vet will have to, I guess, sign off on something saying that they're healthy. I better hurry up before shit goes sideways.
1: Right. You got a dog that had a botched... Uh, not neuter.
0: Yeah, neuter. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and they left a the nut in. It's not yeah. too hard to figure out how many. There's two.
0: <laughs> plink plink. Yes, nope, just plink.
1: Yeah, when you have one <laughs> plink, you now got to go back in and find there's something else that has to plink.
0: I'm so excited to capture this on a graphic for this week. Um, <laughs> I not know, even know exactly, what you're going to do. I know, and I'm not going to tell you until you get it for approval because I do. I do still send it to you for approval. I'd like to know that you're signing on. I Um, I
1: don't think I've ever once said no. I don't like it. John,
0: I could do this with you for hours. Dear listeners, thank you so much for listening. Amy, I hope you had a great vacation. You can find us on all social media at ListenBrilliant. You can write us a letter. You don't even have to affix a stamp. You can make it in the form of email to brilliantobservations at gmail.com. And let us know what you thought of the dynamic duo, Flying Solo Duo, today.
1: Oh, and also Jessica made an appearance on the podcast Podlords, where Jim Harrell takes all the notables in podcasting and interviews them. So oh, now that's awesome. Jess is a podlord. I was interviewed on Podlord. Elsie Escobar was interviewed on Podlord. So now... The uh, she podcast has three podlords.
0: Is that like a new title? Like you were knighted? I'm going to say yes.
1: I think yes.
0: Do I have to? She have a title? Do I have to call her podlord Jessica? Okay, I will podlord her and see. I think I'm seeing her this week.
1: I got to tell you, she did. I listened to the episode. She did an amazing job as usual, funny, Mm. entertaining.
0: That's
1: our. our So uh, yeah, check that out. And uh, another podlord.
0: Also, listeners, if I made t-shirts, are you in? You want one?
1: Would you wear a brilliant observations t-shirt?
0: I mean, I know I would. I would probably only wear them. So, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.